Hey, what is up, guys? Today's episode is brought to you by the incredible sponsors of the program, ChemicalFreeBody.com. If health and wellness is a priority for you, then check out the incredible products over at ChemicalFreeBody. Plant-based nutritional supplements from Super Greens, my favorite, with all the vitamins, minerals, and nutrients, and micronutrients in just one single scoop. Toss it in your glass of water, your shake, your smoothie, however you want to do it. They also have other incredible products, gut detoxers, anti-inflammatories, immune boosters, and so much more. ChemicalFreeBody.com and check out that promo code, it's me, all one word, it's me for discounts at your checkout. And look, we have so many different insurance policies in our life. And if the last couple years has taught you anything, it taught me that storable food needs to be on that list. Prepare with itsme.com, the incredible products over at My Patriot Supply. They have four-week supply of food, three-month supply, all products with up to a 25-year shelf life. Have the peace of mind, ladies and gentlemen, of having storable food and have that supply on deck. It's better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. And uh, if you have, you know, shaving needs like nice chrome domes like me, SkullShaver.com is a whole new concept in face and head shaving. The products offered over there include men's head shavers, face shavers, hair clippers, and trimmers. And ladies, we haven't forgot about you with the butterfly kiss. And we also have a large selection of accessories to make your life that much more simple. All of the shavers come with uh, removable, washable blades made of premium Japanese stainless steel to ensure flawless results. It just makes it so much easier. You can get your shaving done anytime, anywhere, in or out of the shower. It gets no better. Skullshaver.com, front slash discount, front slash it's me. All of the links to these incredible products will be in the description of this episode. So without further delay, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy the show. Everything, everything. Everything gonna be all right this morning. And here we go. What's up, everybody? Another episode for the archives. Getting the band back together real quick as I'm talking to my boy here, my brother from another mother. You know who he is. He is Mr. Pat Militich. Patrick, what's up, man? Oh, all kinds of stuff's up, buddy. Just staying busy. Yeah. You know how that goes. Well, and it's beautiful because you literally, man, you literally were the very first guest on this show. When I told people, you could you could echo those sentiments when you said you wanted to be a fighter. But, I mean, I, when I said, I'm going to do start a podcast, whatever it was, seven years ago. Like, oh, you think you're going to be Joe Rogan? Like, no, I'm going to be Jeff Wilson. Who are you going to get on? Like, I'm going to get Pat Millich. There's no fucking way Pat Millich is going <laughs> to come on here. And you were so gracious with your time, bro. You were on multiple times, and obviously after... One of the episodes, you hit me up and asked to to do the conspiracy farm. We're going to talk all about it, but uh, yeah, I mean, I guess that's kind of the elephant in the room. I mean, we'll get into kind of what you've been up to, but not necessarily the elephant in the room, but I just got so many questions, and I actually did one of my first ever solo shows, which I hope to probably do more of just me just getting shit off my chest. But I was out of town that weekend before, and there were people who were familiar with you know the farm and what I do, and they had just all these questions about how I got started, the acting stuff, and it's, I was like, man, you know what, this wouldn't be make for a half bad episode. So I just did an episode kind of chronicling like the superhero stories, like the origin story of like where it all started from. And then I've recently gotten questions like, man, what the fuck happened to the farm? You guys just disappeared. And then for me and you and I, it, there was nothing happened between Pat and I. Pat loves me. I love Pat. All things run their course. Everything has its season. And I'm a you know, never say never type cat. You know, I, I'm not putting words in Pat's mouth, but who knows what the future of the farm the hold could hold for the farm right now it's an indefinite hiatus you know semi-retirement but almost like those fighters or wrestlers i got one more run in me you never know we might have another run in us but for me like i said just 
it's for us we did it for six freaking years and it was a huge priority and you know if you go back to the archives here on the network ladies and gentlemen wherever you find podcasts we still have all of the conspiracy farm episodes there and literally from episode one until the last one we did those topics are still very relevant today most particularly uh episode 150 with rosa quarry talking about you know agenda 21 to agenda 2030 but you know stuff just start happening in pat's lives in my life it just like again everything has a season it ran its course and we had a hell of a run but um i mean if you don't mind speaking on it champ like that's kind of what was my explanation um you know we just it became less of a priority as other stuff in our lives started coming up and and something most notably you mentioned when as we finished you're like jeff man we've been talking about this you know for a long time the fire and brimstone the ugly shit in the world and as you and i both testified to after doing it for so long it's very taxing and it was becoming very unbalanced it was all about what was wrong in the world and that's kind of where we started with everything combat which also ran its course because we were trying to balance it out with some good stuff you know you know life has its fight we were talking to people who overcome different stuff to to live their best life and um you know it was just one of those things where like i said it just ran its course and you had spoke to what are the solutions we've talked about everything that's fucked up in the world and we're going to talk about what you're doing as far as your role and being the change you want to see but that was another big aspect of it you know it, it We've diagnosed the problem. Now, what are we going to do about it? What are your thoughts, Champ, on, on the farm, what it meant to you? It's, it's semi-quote-unquote demise. People want to know. Believe me. Well, I think more than anything, yeah, you and I were very invested in, you know, searching for the truth. That's what it was about. And, uh, you know, for many, many, many years, both of us had recognized that the media obviously is, you know, certainly not being truthful on a lot of subject matter. So, um the fact that we were both at that point in our lives where we decided to work together and do that podcast, I think, you know, over and over and over again, we, you know, talked about what was coming, what was happening, and, you know, it would always basically end up coming to fruition, and people would still be in denial, you know, and, and I think um, some of the dark subject matter that we had to, you know, deep dive into to cover a lot of these things, you know, it was taxing. It really was taxing, and... You know, I think it got to the point for both of us that, look, if I was making a million dollars a year off of it and so were you, um, you know, the taxing is okay to a certain extent, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The deuce but, is worth the but, squeeze. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I mean, we proved our point when, you know, the COVID lockdown started and we hit it hard, you know, what, four or five times a week even with shows sometimes. Oh, man. And we got we cracked into the top 50 for news podcasts and news radio shows um, in the entire world. Yeah. And, and, you know, still we weren't making a ton of money. So, you know, at some point, I think we just both, I think, stepped away. Um, we were very invested in it and, it, and it took a lot of energy. Yeah. And a lot of people weren't listening, which is very frustrating. <laughs> and uh, people still aren't listening. But for the people that are listening, you know, I want to talk about solutions. And that's that's really what I've kind of invested my time in, in human health and performance and um, all the way from, from humans to the soil because we literally, I mean, the nutrients that make us up, at least if we're going to be super healthy on both ends, soil and human, um, the same elements of the universe um, should exist in both. And so helping people understand this and, and everything in between where things go wrong from the soil to the human, um, and as we look around ourselves at the massive health issues and obesity issues in America – and, you know, we've got 70 percent of Americans are on at least one pharmaceutical drug. Um, I mean, we've 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 gone past um, national security crisis 
you know, a couple decades ago. Yeah, for sure. Well, and other people, you know, ask me questions like when you can obviously speak to this, what role, if any, did, and I'm going to preface this by saying Patrick did absolutely nothing wrong by taking a trip to Washington, D.C., except for, he did not even accept for it, but he exercised his First Amendment right to free speech and freedom of assembly, which apparently is pretty dangerous in this country now. Um, if that has any any role in tapping out on the farm, speak to that. But what was what was that like? Because that ripple effect was, I mean, you're Pat Militich. You have people taking pictures with you all the time, and apparently whatever the guy with the okay, which apparently now means whatever the fuck. I had no idea about that. But because that was that was a rough time in your life, and I, obviously there was ramifications as far as your job. Talk to a little bit about what happened when you the ramifications of going to DC on January sixth. Well, you know, I mean, I, you and I had talked quite a bit, and things were, you know, uh, certainly you had recognized even before me that, you know, hey, a lot of red flags going up with uh, with with Don in office and the things that he was doing and things like that. It, it, it uh, you know, I wanted to believe for a while there that there was hope. But by the time, you know, certainly by the time I went to Washington, D.C., I wasn't there for uh, certainly to support Donald Trump. I was there because I was concerned with um, vote vote legitimacy, you know, and, and elections and, right. and concerns. And there was a million other Americans there that day that had the same concerns. Now, um, ultimately, you know, me just being there and taking pictures with a bunch of people and stuff and, and uh, a gentleman who, you know, both of us considered actually a friend – um, wrote a bunch of lies about me and, and put it on the internet and, and uh, everybody, you know, just assumes what they read and, you know, doesn't take into account that I spend an entire adult life, you know, training people of all different walks of life and uh, putting 95 kids on into televised careers, no matter what their background, I didn't give a shit what color they were, what religion they were, any of that shit. And, uh, but none of that matters when lies are written about you. And, you know, it, it, what, what bothered me, the most, to be honest with you, Jeff, is I, I expected, you know, folks who um, are on the political left to, you know, go after me. But it was the, the lack of support from the folks um, who are supposed constitutionalists that, that bothered me the most. Mm. And, you know, that, that was something that made me realize that, um, you know, look, ultimately, I'm here to take care of my kids. I'm not talking politics anymore. Um, you know, I long before um, Donald Trump came around. Um, you know, I had lost faith in both sides of the aisle. I mean, it was it's, it's obvious that you know they've all they've all been compromised. And uh, sorry, there's a train going by my house. Um, <laughs> and uh, the, the only reason I voted for Trump was because he was never in politics. You know, I thought, well, maybe there's maybe maybe there's hope. Right. But um, so ultimately, you know, um, I, I lost. I lost. Faith in a, in a lot of a lot of people, a lot of people. You know, to be honest with you, you know, a lot of people that I thought were friends never called me again. Um, you know, and when that sort of thing happens, look, the wheat from the chaff thing, I guess, happened naturally, yeah. right? Yeah, and, yeah, for sure. And that's the way I look at that. And um, people that have known me for many, many, many years, um, you know, if there had ever been anything um, racist that I had ever said, or bigoted that I had ever said, or written. Um, you know, that certainly would have come forward. It never did, of course, because I haven't said anything like that. And, well, and, so, God, and God forbid people recognize that you were hosting a podcast for for six years with a, with a black dude. So, you know, that was apparently irrelevant as well. <laughs> well, you know, uh, look, the world is full of lies. And uh, I, I see it as, you know, in if we were to look at it in biblical terms, you know, Satan's a great deceiver, you know. <laughs> 
the the master of lies and um, either way there's just a lot of non-truth going around and so you know um, I continue my search for the truth in terms of educating people on their health what truly gets them healthy and uh, you know what else we can do um, with I mean the massive issues that we have in agriculture and a lot of other industry that's literally um, ruining people's health in mass yeah and we see it you know we see it in, in physical physical destruction we see it in hormonal destruction we see it in mental health issues we see it you know in, in a lot of different ways and um, unfortunately people you know like in school boards the education folks are embracing this um, you know people kids with with mental health issues to the point where they dress up like dogs and cats and want to shit in litter boxes in the in the bathroom um, you know that's the words like inclusive and and love and everything else is is being used to um, instead of saying, hey, what is the root cause of these sicknesses and illnesses and obesity and everything else um, that's that's really got us in a lot of trouble uh, right now in, as a nation? Instead of that, they just embrace it and run with it. And, and um, well, and again, allow, in, you know, and, in, without you know, seeing it into. No, no, go ahead. I'm just saying without seeing the symbiotic relationship that, that, that seems to exist between the commercial food industry, I mean, whether it's implicit or explicit, the, the, the revolving door of eating shitty food, getting sick, and then being prescribed all this bullshit medicine from the pharmaceutical industry, which is just, you know, has nothing to do with real health. And I, I, obviously, I, I want to get into this, man, but kind of going back to like everything, everything you went through, everything, we, we all go through shit in life, man. And it's one of those things where we have to recognize that things happen for us and not to us. And we have to learn the life lessons. Right. If we think we're taking an L, what are the lessons in taking this quote unquote loss? And it, it's weird because I've noticed this man. And I've noticed this in a lot of people's lives who choose to take this path from some of the darkest shit that you possibly think you could be in. Sometimes comes the revelation to, that brings about certain change in your life that helps maybe change other people's life that you never could have imagined in your darkest of moments. And, you know, I've, I've coined this phrase and maybe it's already out there, but from the hottest fire comes the stronger steel that is forged by it. And again, man, that's what life is about, man. It's not about it all being all good for us. And this notion of being a professional victim saying, oh, look at what's happening to me. It's happening for you if you choose to find the lesson in this in this life situation that you might have been in. That's not just you, but anybody's been in that hasn't gone their way. And that's what's so beautiful, man. I've been following what you've been doing, seeing some of the interviews I've been doing. And, and please talk to us about what you're doing now to be the change in the world as it relates to something as huge as the food industry and how it relates to our soil. And we talked about many times on the, on the pod, on the farm, let food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food. And you are going to, no pun intended, the root of that. And that is our soil. Talk to us about what you've been up to, champ. Yeah, sure. No, um, I, I, you know, at about January, I believe, December, January, or even before that, um, had a long conversation with some guys that, possess the most nutrient-rich, 100% organic, plant-based, fulvic humic acid on the planet. And what that is is basically every nutrient that we're supposed to be getting from our food that we no longer get because the soil is so depleted of, of organic nutrients from, number one, um, you know, corporate farming and uh, mass production of food, but also, you know, dumping billions of gallons of, of uh, petroleum-based fertilizer and glyphosates and atrazine and everything else all over the soil and the crops and everything. So um, what I did was I 
I thought to myself, you know, this is a really, really tall order. This is a tall order for a guy that's not from the agriculture industry to to take this on and go out and be the Pied Piper of it, right? And one thing that I related directly to, it's a direct parallel to mixed martial arts when I was doing televised debates with politicians uh, back in the day. And I, w- I wasn't just going in and going, you know, this is our right. This is, a, this is America. This is our right to fight and, you know, this and that. No, I did my homework, you know, and I did poli- uh, debates with politicians. And by the end of those televised debates, the politicians were agreeing with me because I boiled it down to the fact that if you were really concerned with athletes' safety and lives, Little League Baseball wouldn't be legal in your state because seven kids die here from line drives. Um, auto racing spectators die every year. Um, Forty boxers die a year worldwide. So if, it, if, if, if you were concerned with the health and well-being of athletes, no sport would be legal. This comes down to the state is not getting its money, and that's all this comes down to is, is just greed and, and uh, financial. And they would agree with me. They go, you know, I have to agree with Mr. Militich. Yes, it is about the money. And, uh, you know, cough it up, basically. So, um, <laughs> but, you know, I believed in the sport. I believed that it was going to succeed because it is a, it is an amazing sport. It is true martial arts. It is the uh, proving ground for, you know, human knowledge and combat to come together and, <laughs> excuse me, <clears throat> to be able to um, prove yourself that you're the best in the world or that you, had accumulated enough knowledge to become a world champion and, and train world champions. So one thing that I did recognize is that, you know, over the last 30 plus years is that I have been searching for the best stuff on the planet to fuel the human body when it comes to endurance and strength and recovery and, you know, all of those things um, under very stressful um, combative situations at, at very high level, the highest levels in the world. And through that research and understanding a long time ago when I'm putting together the pieces of the puzzle, basically how this all came together is that, you know, many, many years ago when fighters started coming from all over the world to train with me, I would send them to the grocery store to get their groceries. I told them where the grocery store was. This is where the food is. That's how you take care of yourself here. You, my job is to train you. I'm not babying you, you know, go take care of yourself. So uh, they would come back every time, whether they were from Brazil, whether they were from Asia, whether they were from Europe, they would come to practice after going grocery shopping in our grocery stores. And this is, over 20 years ago, all the way leading up until I retired from coaching, all of these foreign fighters would come to the gym and go, your grocery stores are disgusting. Mm-hmm. Now we understand why Americans are fat and diseased. And and that's it. And so conversations like that made me recognize that something's going on in America that's not going on everywhere else in the world. So the entire center of our grocery store, you know, you got poultry, and meat and uh, eggs and pr- produce on you know the different ends, and then everything in between is all processed foods and straight garbage, and and it's poison, and that's what they called it. It's poison. Wow. Um, so that that made me start wondering, you know, way back when, wow, what is really going on here? And then you know, even before that, I was recognizing the young boys that were being brought in for karate classes that I was teaching who had severe autism. And wondering what was causing these problems, right? And then finding out that these kids were being raised on these, you know, uh, SSRI drugs back in the day. And this is, you know, going back 30 years even. So for three decades, um, or, you know, tens of millions of, of mostly boys have been raised on these drugs. And I recognized that far ago, or that long ago, I said, these kids are going to be raised on these drugs, um, being numbed down by them. 
um, or whatever effect we have. And I'm just looking at them, and they're almost like little zombies walking around. And uh, when they hit 18 and no longer on mom and dad's insurance, uh, what is going to happen? This is a this is a ticking time bomb waiting to go off. And of course, their brains already been rewired over those 18 years. Yeah, and you know these are basically basically meth derivative drugs is what they're being given. They're, they're you know our children are just being um, bombarded with harsh um, synthetic chemicals um, from the ag industry, you know, in our water, in our food, um, even in the air. Now, even in the rain, it's so bad uh, because the glyphosate and atrazines will evaporate up with the with uh, moisture and then rain down on uh, rain down on us and everything like that. Jesus. Um, and then mom and dad wonder why little Johnny or Sally have behavioral issues and then take them to a so-called expert and have them write a prescription for meth derivative SSRI drugs. Jesus, the kid's, the kid's done. The kid has no chance. And and this is the crime that's going on. And uh, we need to educate Americans that it's got to stop, that we need to literally go organic um, because we are organic organisms. Synthetic chemicals do not belong in our bodies, and we need to be able to find um, organic substances that do what they're supposed to do. And Can I ask you, know, like you something about, about that, about organics? Yeah. So, yep. I mean, it seems like, and I, I'm, you help me out if I'm wrong here, to be certified organic means it, apparently it can still have a certain percentage of bad stuff in it. And I've been hearing about politicians are now lobbying or trying to get from whatever it is, 10% to even 20% so they could still have bad shit in it and have it still be certified organic. How, for lack of a better term, legit is the term organic? And is the only way to really be sure your stuff is organic organic is to grow it yourself? Yeah, you need to grow your own food, number one. And, and um, uh, yes, there, you know, so for instance, organic fertilizer that might have a stamp on it as organic. Um, there's a lot of inorganic substances in it. And then it could have some microorganisms added to it. And then it gets a stamp that it's organic. Um, same thing with natural flavors. You can have 10% natural flavors, 90% uh, not synthetic. And it can be can be called, uh, you know, natural flavoring. Right, so, right. you know, that sort of stuff. And, and organic in the produce section, depending on the PLU numbers, which are, are four and five-digit numbers, with a hashtag, it'll tell you whether um, herbicides or pesticides were used on it. You know what, whether petroleum-based fertilizers were used, all that sort of stuff. So it's all, yeah, it's 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 a game. Um, wow. So so people have to do their homework. And organic, you know, that's the thing. Organic compounds, organic metals, things like that are totally different um, than heavy metals and and inorganic sources of of compounds. Organic means it's been chelated up out of the ground by plants and um, and converted and bonded with, with a carbon molecules. And, and then it is very stable and then can be very beneficial to the soil, to plants, to um, any any organism that eats it. And uh, and that's that's kind of basically what it comes down to. You know, you can you can look up I don't know how many studies, but there's been an awful lot of studies studies on organic arsenic um, being very effective against cancer. Um, but they, in the articles, will say different forms of or certain types of arsenic. They won't say organic. They will just say types of. And to kind of give you an idea of how the, the education system is is um, kind of working this is I went to see a golf course superintendent who is the head, head greenskeeper, so to speak, right? 
and he's got a degree from a big university ag department, uh, horticulture department. And I sent him the lab report on the product that uh, one of the products that I represent that is absolutely 100% organic, zero chemicals, uh, totally plant-based. And uh, I went up to see him a couple days after he got the report. And I said, so what did you think of the report? And he said, well, I got some concerns with, you know, the levels of aluminum and lead and arsenic and stuff. And I said, I told you it was ars- it was 100% organic, right? And he goes, yeah. He goes, but I still, I still have some concerns. And I said, wait a minute, you have a degree from Iowa State University, right? And he goes, well, yeah. And I go, well, do they teach the difference between organic and inorganic? You know, I'm, 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 what's going on here? And um, he was, he was a little offended to say the least. And <laughs> I, I said, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave a little bit here for you to test on your golf course, and uh, I'll come back, you know, whenever, and just check in on you. So I came back a month later, and he was in his office, and I said, hey, how's it going? He said, uh, you know, he goes, I've been doing some, some research, and he goes, wow, he goes. Uh, We've really been educated only one way, only one way of doing things. And um, it's the same with agronomists. You know, when I talk to farmers who are friends of mine and talk to them about being able to save them massive amounts of money and using a lot less MPK fertilizers and a lot of this, uh, because these products maximize nutrient uptake, it breaks down the nutrients, makes them bioavailable to the plants, creates deeper root systems, more nutritious uh, vegetables, you know, speeds up photosynthesis, all, all these different things. On top of a lot of other stuff, chelating, chelating toxins and heavy metals and things like that out of plants and soil, by the way, um, that they, the farmers will look at me and go, you know, i got to be honest with you, Pat. Unless my agronomist tells me to use this, I'm not touching it. And that's, that's kind of – and then most, most agronomists, a lot of agronomists anyway that I've talked to, um, have not been taught anything about organics. Now, I have had some really, really amazing meetings um, – with, with some agronomists who have educated themselves on organics. Um, I've got an agronomist who is a friend of mine um, who's going to do some pretty amazing tests. They've, they're, they're a big enough co-op that they've got their own drones, uh, big drones that go out with um, infrared and, and thermal in- imaging cameras, and they will uh, take pictures of the, of the crops, uh, film the crops from above, and then uh, – so what he's going to do is he's going to do that. Then he's going to send out the drone with our products, um, spray about 10-acre rows um, of the crops with the corn, corn and soybeans, and then about 10 days later, send the imaging drones back out to take pictures of the crops from above, and it can pick up which plants are healthier, which ones are are really uh, really benefiting from the nutrients. Mm-hmm. And so I already know what's going to happen with those. So it's it's going to be really really cool stuff. Um, and all the tests that I've seen, that I've conducted, and that others have conducted um, with these organic nutrients, the comparison between um, those that don't have the treatment with it and those that do, the size of the plants is totally different. Um, the yield is totally different, and uh, the health of the plants is, is totally different. And it's, I mean, just horsing around with my sister's garden. I was just going to ask I, you because I saw that. I was like, whoa, dude. <laughs> I sprayed I sprayed her plants when they were about six to between six and twelve inches tall, and about seven weeks later, it was literally Jurassic Garden. It was <laughs> it had exploded. It exploded, and all the neighbors are just going, "What in God's name are you using on that?" Right? <laughs> wow. And uh, you know, so that's 
it, it, the power of organics is very real. And, you know, if we want to get these organic nutrients into our bodies, um, which can, you know, I, I have to be careful even to be able to say, that, you know, that I have to say it possibly could um, add oxygen levels at a cellular level when you, when you put these vegetables because of the nutrients in the vegetables. Um, it could um, chelate heavy metals and toxins out of your cells. You know, it could um, re reduce inflammation within the body. It could do a lot of things, um, but I can't, I can't make any, I can't even say that even, even if it's happened with others, right, or myself. So just uh, it's important that, that people understand and um, that if you want a chance to really uh, to give yourself the best chance at health, mm. you've got to be able to find true organics and put them in your body. And there are numerous organics out there. You just have to make sure that they're high quality. And, you know, almost going back to your conversation with politicians who were so resistant because, you know, hey, they wanted dough. But how much trouble or resistance are you getting from farmers or slash the ag industry that have been doing it for so long i mean you obviously got monsanto and you know their stranglehold on on so much of the agricultural industry how much resistance are you getting from the ag industry on all this well i mean look yeah you got to remember that you know a farmer says well my grandpa did it this way my dad did it this way this is the way i'm going to do it right the, the only thing that those old family farms did it the right the way though Ukrainian... didn't they i'm sorry didn't the old old family farms uh, before the well, there were a lot of there were a lot of family farms that, you know, I remember both sides of my family um, down in southern Iowa, grandma and grandpa's on both sides, you know, you know, the, and, and uncles and things like that. You'd see, you know, clear signs of Parkinson's and all kinds of health issues uh, because of the chemicals they were using on their farms, right? So in the mm. 1960s, in the 1960s, there was a huge what they called the the, the green movement um, when petroleum-based fertilizers and a lot of other these these chemicals products were being used um, a lot more and you know yields were going up they were trying to feed you know the masses and uh, create enough grain for for cows and pigs and you know everything else so you know it worked um, the only problem is is that when you use synthetics um, you know the plant will recognize it as um, nitrogen and the plant will grow but there's not nearly the amount of nutrients in you know the corn or the beans or whatever as would be in it with true organics, right? So um, when you when you, when they test for micronutrients and things like that, so that's that's kind of the problem that you run into is just the the overall just look at the bombardment of of you know every day on that's why I don't watch TV. So many commercials about pharmaceutical products, and then the the at the end of every commercial, it's a list of a mirror of side effects yeah. that are many extremely severe that tell you, you know, it's clearly telling you that your body's been injured, trauma is happening, and the result is inflammation manifesting in different ways within your body. So, But you'll quit smoking, Pat, or whatever the drug is, whatever it's supposed well, to stop. Yeah, well, it's like, yeah, you'll have all this spontaneous bowel movements and bleeding out of your anus or whatever the hell it is, but you'll stop, you know, you'll, whatever it is. Well, I've, I've got a I've got a friend on Facebook that about eight times now over the past couple of years has posted pictures of a sink in his toilet with massive amounts of blood just all over the place. And uh, he's, he's got rupturing veins um, in his throat, in his, you know, uh, in his sinus cavities, and 
you know, all over the place that are they're just rupturing and he's bleeding profusely. And uh, and he keeps going back to the same people who end up either operating on him or giving him more medications or whatever it is. And he ends up right back in the hospital again with more pictures on Facebook. And I finally just said, dude, stop going to the people that aren't giving you they're not they're not going to give you answers. You're not going to get back. You keep going back. This is a revolving door situation, yeah. and you're not solving your problem. And he, every time he goes, yeah, okay, I'll listen to you. He listens to you, and then nothing. Birds. And so that's, that's it's it's tough to to get through to people sometimes when uh, when they just they don't want to hear you. You know. Well, you know, hard head makes a soft ass for a lot of people, and it's so weird because it seems like grocery stores are offering so many more healthy, quote unquote, healthy alternatives as far as organics. And it seems like just overall, the last maybe ten years, like it, it, uh, foods like Fat Dead and Nearly Sick or Food Inc. or just we, we have so much understanding now of how they're fucking poisoning us. But you know, I, I was just telling my girl the other day, it's like it's amazing to me. It, whatever, no knock on McDonald's, do, live your best life, whatever. But it's amazing to me to see the fucking line in the drive-through at McDonald's still. Like, who's eating McDonald's still? But they are, and it's just like it's it's one. I'm serious. It's just one of those like people. It's I don't know, man. There's a certain level of there's a lot of intellectual laziness and there's a lot of like health laziness too. Not that I'm Mister Goodbye or anything, but it's like people just rather would rather just satiate themselves and feed their kids for maybe ten bucks as opposed to like going home and actually cooking them a nutrient dense, you know, vitamin dense meal that. And like you said, like they're eating shitty and then they're wondering, scratching their head, wondering why their kids on certain SSRIs or whatever it is, not making that connection at all. Right. Well, and, and you know, so I'm working with a gentleman that's kind of taken me under his wing, uh, kind of my business mentor and um, somebody that's been within the he's he's it's kind of funny because when we met, you know, he's a very far left leaning guy. Um, he's in his early 70s. He's a. Uh, a vegan hippie from the 60s, but he also built and sold the largest silicone uh, uh, software company in Silicon Valley history, right? Wow. So he's he's got a, a really deep understanding. Of, you know, he was fighting this war in the 60s and 70s, dude, um, that we needed to go to organic. He saw the, the synthetic chemicals and the writing on the wall and stuff like that. And for him, um, you know, I think that maybe um, – we certainly, we certainly want to win, or at least help people understand that that uh, we're fighting the same fight. Doesn't matter. Um, neither one of us are on either side of the political aisle anymore. We've, right. we've obviously thrown politics out the window. Um, I, all I want for is, you know, uh, sensibility to take over for our children to uh, have a chance at a great life, at a healthy life, uh, and you know that's that's really what it comes down to for us. And, uh, you know, he's a guy that's helped me a lot. But that's the thing is he talks about health is the kitchen. It is not going out to eat all the time. It is not eating fast food. It is buying fresh produce, buying fresh, you know, meats and things like that. And he's a vegan, but he doesn't have a problem with people eating meat. And he says, you know, people need to make their own food. This is where this is where health is taken back by Americans. Well, and, and, you know, your farmer's markets and, you know, places, you know, obviously support support local, uh, you know, your community gardens, et cetera. But, it, again, it's like people can have certain things on the shelves, but we also, like you said, have to do our homework as far as like, all right, this says organic beets or whatever it is. Like, where did this come from? Because that's really, I mean, like you said, the soil of where these things are cultivated from, that's really the telltale of whether this is really healthy or not. Where was this grown? How was this grown? Did you use the right. petroleum-based? Well, 
Right, right. No, and that's it. And, you know, here's something. Uh, NPR Radio just last week, literally, there was a show. They were talking that for human health, we needed more synthetics in the soil and in our food to <laughs> deal with, with, with the human health issues. They literally said that. Jesus Lord. And that, and that is the most insane. I mean, literally, all I have to do is, you know, walk up to somebody and say, can we agree that we are organic organisms? Yeah. Okay. We got that far. We, we understand that. So at what point do you think synthetic chemicals belong in the human body? Because in reality, um, for thousands of years, medicine was plants, it was roots, it was mushrooms. It was the understanding of blending these together um, to, to mitigate disease and, and, and inflammation and, and the issues that the human body was running into. And then all of a sudden, out of the blue, thousands of years of, of knowledge is thrown down the tubes. And um, these large corporations send scientists out hunting for these plants, far corners of the world, bring these plants back. Their scientists study them, isolate, you know, certain parts, molecules, um, then syn synthetically mimic them in a laboratory and then put that in a pill. And the body, the body in ways is fooled because of the molecular structure of it. But then the side effects kick in, which tell you the body is rejecting it. It's saying you're injuring me. Um, don't put this shit in me anymore, right? Yeah. And uh, and so that's the madness. The circle of of madness is that it is the synthetic chemicals that are causing massive massive problems in Americans' health, and then they're putting more synthetic chemicals into their body in pill form or whatever it is as the answer, and it's it's not solving the problem. It's just not solving the problem. So, um, like you said, it really starts with I, education. You know, the man. amount of money that people are making. Yeah. Yeah. And look, it's, you know, people on any subject matter, you know how it is, Jeff. <clears throat> oh, Militich, you took too many shots to the head. You've got CTE. How's that CTE going? Dude, are you really serious? <laughs> right. right now, yeah. You're going to continue on your, you're going to continue on your five medications. <laughs> yeah. And you can't figure out why you've got high blood pressure and heart issues and uh, respiratory issues and, and arthritis. And somehow through the beating that I took my entire career that I can get out of bed without limping and I can do what I want just because I've been putting high level organics in my body for years and I'm not falling apart. I'm actually getting stronger. You know, um, why am I going this direction and you're going that direction? But I'm the one suffering from CTE. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, and again, man, it's it, you. You, know, ca you so. can't save everybody, and not everybody's going to get it, whether it's health or the politics game or whatever. And it's it's just one of those. I think George Carlin talked about like passive eugenics. No, I'm not a eugenicist. I'm trying to weed out X amount of people, but they're going to weed themselves out by the choices they make, and the, really, that's on them. You can whatever the lead a horse to water, not make him drink and stuff. But and it's it's really on them. But it's unfortunate because. I mean, not to get all, whatever, not to touch the third world, anything, put it, but like a lot of these shooters are oftentimes on these serotonin reuptake inhibitors, which say on the bottle, you know, create homicidal, suicidal ideation, et cetera. And it's just like, you, you almost like McFly, hello, the fucking parents, like, what do you, you know, make the connection. But again, well, and look at, look at the number, the number of Americans, uh, not just kids, but parents, but, you know, massive amounts of people are being put on these on these drugs and now children are being prescribed um, oxys for mental health issues. This is 
Wow. This is what they're doing to children. Yeah. So you just can't do that. You can't do that to, you know, a generation of youngsters and not expect um, things to go haywire. You can't expect them to not to not uh, short circuit and end up having massive problems because it's, you know, it's apparent. And actually, in reality, about 90, you know, they classify anything more than one person as a mass shooting. But, you know, the mass shootings at schools and workplaces, things like that, 95 percent of them. Uh, when we really look at it closely, we're raised on these SSRI drugs. Yeah. Well, and as a testament to the fact that so much of this is working as far as healthier choices, companies who do, you know, raise their food, right, et cetera, you have these big corporations. And, and for example, like Tom's toothpaste, the fluoride-free stuff that I use, it was bought out by, by Colgate. And so you have some of these smaller companies that get come in and swallowed up by these big fucking corporations while they also lobby to expand this criteria for what can be considered or certified organic. I mean, it's it's really fucked up, man. It, it's And it's... It's really frustrating uh, just because, like you said, we know the ripple effect of all of this. And if people would just take, like, when you talk to our CEO of Chemical Free Body, Tim James, uh, like, he, the same thing. It's just if people could just become more educated on their food choices. And some people honestly just don't want to. And that's going to be on them. But obviously it ripples down to right. us. It trickles down to us as far as healthcare costs and, you know, you know how we wind up having to pay for people and their poor choices. But I don't know. So the substance in and of itself like you said you know fulvic humic like where is that how how does why is it so nutrient dense and where does it come from well basically the humification pro- process is you know the breakdown of plant matter um, and you know people will compost take all their food scraps their their waste um, yard clippings uh, branch you know leaves and, and bushes and whatever else and compost it and that breakdown of that that plant matter they can put back into their garden, grind it up, you know, things like that, let it decompose. Um, this this substance is fifteen hundred different types of plants from um, the most nutrient rich set of peat bogs in North America, um, and it's decomposed. It's it's undergone the humification process for sixty thousand years. So the the nutrients of fifteen hundred different types of plants compacted into a set of layer that starts about 50 feet below the bugs and uh and it's just it's it is what i've observed the most nutrient-rich stuff that gets the best results um we know that it's zero chemicals or zero chemicals used in the process of um of getting the finished product where a lot of other humic fulvish come from leonardite which is coal which they have to rip the earth open to, to get to it then they've got to use acids to um to basically remove the fulvic humic from the coal then they've got to add microorganisms to it to call it organic. Um, so it's it's a different it's a different totally different level. This is, in my mind, through my search, this is the king of fulvicumics. And uh, whether it's the refined versions that have organic vitamin C and other things added to it, because it is a uh, almost like a conveyor belt of nutrients and carries other things into your cells with it, um, or or for you know just injecting a pound of it per acre into your soil on your on your cropland and you know, with a fraction of your nitrogen-based fertilizers to maximize that to save $150, $200 an acre. You know, you times that by 10,000 acres, it's $1.5 to $2 million um, for a family farm to save at planting time. That's, that's massive. That's huge. That I mean, that would be, I, have to, I would have to say, a big 
big qualifying convincing point for farmers. The amount I, I saw it in another interview where you said that that's a huge amount of savings to to produce a better quality product. It's almost a no brainer. It is. It is because it's going to improve your um, your soil quality. Like I said, it's a chelator of toxins um, out of the soil, out of plants. It you know it um, oxygenates the soil. It darkens the soil, uh, which will absorb more sun that way, and uh, it it drains better um, and re- actually retains retains moisture correctly. You know, and th- there's a lot of things like I said that that happens to the plant because of this. And there's just it's just it's tough to argue with it when you look at the facts of how much money it saves and the benefits of it. You know, for a farmer, it's it's really a no-brainer. It just comes down to convincing their agronomist. Hmm. Um, you know that this is this is really the key. Now, the reason people are starting to listen again is because of the the you know there's there's a lot less availability of NPK fertilizers coming up. There's nations that are reducing NPK fertilizers uh, by thirty to fifty percent or even more. So now farmers are going to have to start listening because, well. They're going to have to use something else to maximize the stuff that they can use, right? Well, as you hear about all this stuff going on with farmers globally, one of the one of their big, you know, angst is the cost of fertilizer now is going through the roof. So it's almost great timing that something like yeah. this hits the streets because, great, you, you're being priced out of buying that bullshit fertilizer. Well, here's something that's cheaper that's creating a better product for you. Yeah, I mean, MPK fertilizer is 300% increase in price um, in a lot of places, and it's just it's between fuel costs and and the cost of uh, fertilizers and other products, these guys are getting buried. Yeah. And you know, we, we've got record numbers of, of farmers, um, you know, really ending up having to sell. And that's not what we want. We, we do not want, you know, uh, multinational corporations and government controlling food production. That's how Stalin did it to uh, the Ukraine. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah. you, you can't give control of food to a few people who might not have the best interest uh, for their people at heart. Without a doubt. Well, and another thing people I mean, as, again, as people are kind of quote unquote, becoming more educated, uh, in enriching their soil, they're utilizing oftentimes manure. Talk to me. And I, cause I heard you mentioned before, and that's such a great point. Why manure might not be the best move move because of what the cows had been eating. Well, yeah. I mean, if they're eating petroleum based nitrogen, uh, packed grain on one side and then shitting it out the other, that's ending up back in the soil, right? So um, it, it's, you know, it's, it, obviously manure is going to be beneficial, but there's, because there's going to be digested plant matter and other things in that. But, you know, there, there, there are those questions. And then, you know, there's a lot of people that go to their compost facilities and their, their county compost facilities. Now think about this one for a minute. They will take from the wastewater management folks human waste, and that will become part of their compost program. And what did I, you know, that you and I both know that 70% of Americans are on at least one pharmaceutical product. Well, what happens to that pharmaceutical product, those synthetic chemicals, when they urinate and and take a dump? It ends up, well, in the wastewater um, treatment facility. And then that gets treated and then gets taken and gets mixed up with compost, yard waste, and everything else that has, well lawn clippings with glyphosate and petroleum-based fertilizers in it and everything else, and then you're putting that in your garden, and you think you're being super aware and you're growing really healthy vegetables when in reality, um, you know, I was just talking to somebody the other day. They ate some vegetables out of their garden, and they had a massive um, autoimmune flare-up. 
And I said, well, where's your, well, how are, what are you putting in your garden? They said, well, from the compost facility. I said, well, this is what's in there, and that's probably what's causing it. And they went, holy cow. So, you know, everybody's got everybody's to do a little bit more of a deep dive on their research and uh, and realize what's what's getting what's getting put in the compost. Well, and again, it it almost goes back to one of those. Some people are probably just waving the white flag, like, all right, it's what's the point? I'm being poisoned from freaking birth to you know death or whatever, and, and just wondering, like, you know, you can't get out of life alive, of course, but it's like we're making it sound like everything is poison, which a lot in the commercial food industry, everything is. So it's like it, make the educated choice, build a community garden, build your own garden, but also know where you're getting your seed from, know where you're getting your soil from. And again, if you don't. If this isn't something that's concerned a concern to you, and you just want to fucking go free base whoppers for you and your kids, I guess you know that's that's the freedom of America <laughs> provides you that option. But I mean, it's a beautiful thing that again, champ, you are you are providing solutions because this is, I mean, it's you know, health is wealth, as we said so many times, and it's it's such a it's such a huge thing because our you know understanding how deep it goes, how how bad our food is even if again if it's certified organic or whatever how it the soil that it's in like iowa we're iowa boys how bad is that soil from harvesting corn you know mono mono harvesting or monoculture whatever i mean that soil has to be well this the soil around here used to be jet you know we're old enough to remember the soil around here used to be jet black um and now the the cornfields the 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 soil is basically clay i mean it's it's literally dead and toxic almost so um it's it is it's pretty bad it's pretty bad how i've observed the soil going from super healthy jet black to you know tan and we we know that there's some serious problems there so uh, definitely need to address it and keep addressing it and just you know people are starting to wake up i mean they're tired of being sick they're tired of being diseased and you know i uh through this this uh process that i've been on this road that i've been on and and getting doors slammed in my face, I've had some doors uh, open wide for me. You know, I'm I'm the keynote speaker. How it's incredible how this all happened. But I'm the keynote speaker at the um, Ag Emerge Summer Summit that's coming up here. At, it's at Valley's Casino, at the old Jumers Casino, and then also at a 3,500-acre farm in Illinois, uh, owned by Monty Bottens and his wife Robin, and they. We have uh, Grateful Graze, which is a grass-fed beef company, uh, amazing eggs, uh, truly free-range chickens. Uh, their hogs are in the woods eating, you know, eating plants in the woods. They're, they're, I mean, there's so much knowledge there with just one person and his wife. It's really incredible just to be around him. And, you know, I was, uh, I was informed that this was the guy. This was the guy that I needed to talk to and uh, a, co- a common friend gave my number to Monty and Monty had called me and said, you know, um, so-and-so said that I should probably reach out to you, that you have something that might interest me. And I started talking about the product and he, he of course uses a fulvic, uh, humic because he's so far ahead of the game. But, um, but when I started talking a little more in depth uh, about it, I think he became interested, um, that there might be something there. And so really what ended up happening is he said, yeah, you know, he goes, it's planting season. I'm going to, be super busy he goes but come out on a rainy day or give me a call on a rainy day so i had called him several times on rainy days and he didn't answer and he didn't call me back and you know he's one of the most knowledgeable guys in the country when it comes to both organic and conventional farming like he's california ag solutions is a massive company now this guy this guy is a heavy hitter and he's an extremely knowledgeable smart guy and so 
I'm 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 beating my head against the wall, going, man, this guy won't call me back. What the hell's going on? And don't don't uh, don't uh, come out, you know, sunny day. I'll be busy, whatever. Well, I'm at the coffee shop and I'm sitting there talking to myself, going, man, somebody's got to listen to me. And what I've got in my possession, this stuff is different. This I know this stuff is different. I I mean, I have I've observed how different it is compared yeah. to, to you know, 30 plus years of experience in human performance and and people you know, in their health and everything else. I, I said, shit. So sunny day, I got my cup of coffee and I go, ah, fuck it. I'm going out there. So I jumped in my truck, uh, threw a bag of the product in the truck and I drove out there and he of course was out in the field, but I got a chance to speak to his wife and we talked for quite a while. Uh, really kind lady. And, um, she said, well, you know, I'll, uh, I'll talk to Monty. And, and uh, I explained, um, you know, got some of the refined, truly refined product, in her hands for for use for humans and she had amazing results in just four days and um that i think piqued his interest a little bit more so when i went out and talked to him you know i'm just trying to talk from the human side of things from not from the soil side because i'm not an agriculture guy i'm a human guy human Mm -hmm. performance human health through you know my laboratory was was one of the harshest environments on the planet um Mm -hmm. in wrestling rooms inside of cages um, you know, the, this sort of stuff, you know, the very, very intense environment of, of combat sports. And so while I'm talking to him, I'm getting up to the point where I want to say, you know, how can I work with you? And, but I'm, I'm afraid to get to there. Right. And because I'm talking to the guy that's, he is the guy. And he finally looks at me and he goes, do you know how bad I need you? <laughs> and I just, it was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. I just went, and I need you. <laughs> And so through this, I said, I can just envision that, you know, I can speak to it from the human side of things and work through the food side of things all the way to the soil. And then you can come at it from the soil side back toward the human side. And everybody that's listening from the agriculture world to the to the health industry people or just humans in general can all stand there and put the pieces of the puzzle together and go, holy shit, hmm. that's it. It is. It's so it's such a no brainer, man. And so it sells itself. Sorry. Well, and that's the thing is he, you know, I didn't even know. He goes, Hey, I got your, you know, do you want to speak? And yeah, uh, yeah, I'll speak at your event. You want to speak at my event in August? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I had no idea. He, he decided to put me as the keynote speaker for Thursday night dinner at Bally's. And, uh, so I'm going from, from, uh, and, of course, I'm speaking from the human side, the health and performance side, which I know quite a bit about. But to be in a keynote speaker position in, you know, an agriculture gathering is, is really an honor. I mean, it's, it's really a huge honor. And I think that I'm excited about it. I'm, I'm of course, nervous about it. But, you know, this is, a, this is a fight worth fighting. And, you know, I really want to help people get back their health and, and help people heal their land and, I mean, it's a, it's a you know, it's change, a culmination the trajectory that, that it, the planet is on. It, yeah, and it's a testament to to your to your passion for human performance and just your your passion for humanity, brother. I mean, it's you are. I mean, it sounds corny, but you are being the change you want to see in the world. You're you're thinking globally. You're you know very you know on top of your shit, but you're acting locally. And you know what's so cool about it, bro? Like I said in the beginning, man. You know, none of life throws us curveballs. And dude, you have taken the lemons life has thrown you and given you and made some damn sweet lemonade. And I told you even offline, I'm so I'm so excited for this for you, bro, because this is like 
this is all you, dude. This is this is so you, and I can only imagine the sky's the absolute limit with with what you're doing, man. So I'm just really stoked for you. Where can people find out more about this? Because I know you got a whole company website, etc. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, they can go to Soil Savior, S O I L S A V I O R SoilSavior dot com, and they can order a one and a half pound bag of this stuff for their you know lawn and garden. Or they can order, you know, 55-pound bags all the way up to one one ton bags of this this product. And you know, like I say, one ton of it takes care of 2,000 acres, and uh, you know, at uh, at a pretty reasonable price. Let's put it that way. It's compared to compared to uh, you know conventional fertilizers. This is a this is categorized as a nutritional or a soil conditioner, not not a fertilizer. And uh, it's also we've also got products for livestock, for cows, pigs. Uh, chickens, even um, for horses, you know, imagine imagine the potential of a lot more oxygen in a racehorse's muscles in the cellular level. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm looking for a triple. I'm looking for a triple crown winner. Buddy. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, the possibilities of this stuff are just absolutely endless. And I, I mean, I'm just, I'm really excited for you, man. And you know, from from being guest number one to the adventures that was spawned from that in the farm broadcasting with you just everything we've done brother i can't even begin to tell you how much i love you and i'm just proud of you i'm happy for you and uh i will attach the link to this to that company in the description of this episode uh any other final words champ oh dude it's just uh good to spend an hour talking to you bro yeah it's been a minute i love you yeah i love you too all right ladies and gentlemen this has been pat miller to check it out soilsavior.com uh peace and so much love so so very much love respect till next time